Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. I'm your host, Nick Polkowski, and here is Martin Grunberg. Martin, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Nick, it's terrific to be here. How you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing? You sound good. You sound like uh, you may be battling a little cold there or something. Uh, just a little bit of one. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> sick the last couple of days, um, but fighting through it, hopefully on the uphill side of it. So everything's going good. Or the downhill side. <laughs> downhill side of it. Whatever. Yeah, I'm on so, one side of I, it. Got it. Um, so do you got a GTR for me? Or you want me to uh, kick this one off? Sure, I can go ahead. Um, actually, for me, it is I got a chance to spend the weekend with uh, six of my high school friends. We get together <laughs> twice a year. They're actually the ones that got me sick, oh, so it's, I kind of blame them. Friends with friends, like, oh, I know with friends like that, you don't need enemies. Exactly, exactly. But no, it was great to catch up with them because, like I said, we only get to see each other twice a year. Basically, we're kind of all spread across the state or a couple states. Uh, so it was fun to hang out and catch up. I love it getting the band back together. Exactly. So these guys, did you say they're from college or? No, high school. High actually. school. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, so mine, and I think you'll be pleased to know this. In fact, I think you already know this, but I rolled out of the rack yesterday and uh, was surprised and very pleased to see that our little showgram here um, was top 10 in self-help. So Thanks to you. Terrific job. And that's obviously a very good start. And let me take a moment to thank the listener, because without them, obviously, that's not happening. No, I was going to say it's super awesome to see that. Uh, Yeah, it all go. All the credit really goes to the listeners. So thanks, everyone. The credit goes to the listener. I love it. Um, All right. So you got anything else before we try to kick this one off? I don't. I'm I'm excited to dive into our topic today. So what are we actually going to be covering? Okay, so we're going to cover, and this is kind of funny, I wanted to do 10 productivity tips in 10 minutes. Of course, with the theme that we would be very productive and efficient and quick, but realizing if I even dive down a little, it's probably going to be at least 20 minutes. Um, so that's a stretch, but of course, the listener always has the option to try and listen at it at uh, two times speed or one and a half times speed. And um, you can do that for <laughs> any show. I know I actually have an entrepreneur buddy who listens to all his audio books at two times speed and he's just raving about how many books he kills a month. So, um, and I do have one thing before we jump into the productivity uh, top 10 tips. I mentioned in an earlier uh, show, Nick, and it's funny. I said, unless something goes ter- <laughs> terribly sideways, I'll have my second edition of The Habit Factor out. Actually, something didn't go terribly sideways, but we kept adding material and now we're looking at changing the cover. So the long and short of it is if anybody heard that earlier program and started scrambling, trying to find the second edition of The Habit Factor, you're not going crazy. It is not out, and it could be another month. I mean, just to give the listeners some clue, we're looking at probably 
end of February. So that's my new target. And of course, when we get into productivity, we'll talk about targets, milestones, goals, and, and even forgiving some of those things. So, all right, bud, now we can dive in unless you got anything. I don't, I don't. So what is going to be your first big productivity? Let's see how quickly we can do this. Do I need to get my stopwatch? Yeah, let's get the timers out. Okay. Ready, go. Honestly, I know I'm not going to be able to nail this in 10 minutes, but I, I do want to keep it moving. So let's set the timer for fun. Tip number one, we've talked about it a bit endlessly, but effectiveness means making sure the ladder is leaning against the right wall. This idea that, I don't know about you, Nick, but pretty much everybody I know is, these are air quotes, busy, busy, busy. Everybody's so busy. The challenge, of course, is we, do, we don't want to confuse um, activity for accomplishment. We don't want to be so busy scrambling up the ladder that we realize when we get to the top. Of course, we've climbed the wrong wall. So that's number one. Any comments? No, that's something I'm, I know I'm worried about a lot too sometimes. You know, just the fact of you get so caught up in all those little tasks, especially email, for example. Oh, yeah. That's one of them that really can, you know, just take over a whole day. Yeah, we're going to, uh, I think in the next podcast, we're going to drill down a little bit on that. So the only thing I'd say is people are, might ask, if I'm asking my own question here, how do you know it's the right wall? That brings you back to an earlier episode where we talked about the obituary, your mission, your vision, and and then reverse engineering, aligning those goals and aligning habits to it. So that's tip one. Make sure you're climbing the correct ladder. Tip number two. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Concentration and focus. And it's interesting because they're, they're used interchangeably, but actually there's, there's a bit of a difference between concentration and focus. And it, as an example, I was concentrating upon the difference between concentration and focus. Focus is really shining the light on something or narrowing, um, if you will, your, your, your scope. And concentration is this fascinating, fascinating concept where um, concentration is actually tied to peacefulness. Concentration, we talk about meditation as mindless or mindfulness. And in this idea that if you can concentrate even upon your breathing, you begin to find peace. People find peace concentrating on a painting they're working on. Anyways, I remember I made the promise to keep it quick. I could spend a lot of time on it, but concentration is essential. And as it relates to productivity, bulking your time into the largest possible groups. And what I mean by that is trying to dedicate four hours. If you have a real big project, four hours or a whole day will get you light years. I know you're working on a book, right, Nick? Yes. Have you ever been able to, I know you're juggling a lot of balls, but have you gotten to the point where you can, where you can actually spend four hours in a block? Not four hours, but what I do do is, um, right. It's one of the first tasks I do in the morning after like my exercise and getting ready and stuff like that. Um, it's one of the first things and I have just a straight hour that 
everything's shut off. No, like before I get into email or anything like that. So I spend an hour. It's not a, not four hours, but it's better than nothing. No, that's terrific. And what I'm going to share with you is um, you'll see when you can and if you can, if you can make that two hours or four hours, you'll 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 see kind of the quantum leaps. And what I found is the closer people get to deadlines, the easier it is to make that time. Right. That is so true. So um, two other quick points. We talked about concentration equating to peace of mind. And here's a question for you. What is the speed of concentration? Speed of concentration? Um, I have no idea. Let's, let's try slow, right? <laughs> nice. Like super slow, like still. Think of a sharpshooter, right? So not only are they focused, but they're concentrating deeply upon the target. So, and then focus, I will just say this, this is great. Quick anecdote is I'm sitting in a group of entrepreneurs and we, we bounce ideas around a lot. And, and so this is actually in my book and this guy's speaking to another group and he's sharing this very anecdote. And I just thought it was super funny because I don't think you recall where, where he got it from. Of course, it, I didn't, it didn't originate with me, but it's this, a five watt light bulb, you're going to like this, can barely light up a closet. However, when it's focused into a laser beam, it can cut through steel. So same amount of energy when it's dispersed or just diffused, right? It has little power. And when it's focused into a laser beam, it can cut through steel. I really like that. I really like that. That that actually reminds me of, I think it's the book Essentialism where they talk about how so many people, basically there's this great diagram in the book of like a circle with a little bit of movement all around the outside and a million different directions. <laughs> but then like the amount of movement you'd get if it all was focused in one direction. And what's that movement? It's, it's all that, you know, that forward concentration, that forward focus. If you're focusing just on what is essential, you're able to make that much more progress. Right. And I thought you were going to say it's, it's, again, it's almost, there's, there's no movement. There's little movement when it's concentrated, when it's focused. I mean, a laser beam's dead on target. So Mm -hmm. it's still, and it's not bouncing all over the place. So great stuff. All right, let's move to uh, tip three. I spent too much time there. It's funny. (laughs) My notes are wrong. Uh, Productivity tip number three is leverage. What does leverage mean? The least amount of effort to try and get the greatest impact. So as it relates to whether it's you're, you're an entrepreneur in your business or even personal life, leverage actually comes from things like processes and documentation and systems. If you think about franchises, the reason they can scale like that is because they've taken the time to document all their processes and they've developed a system that allows them to leverage uh, in several ways, right? There's economies of scale. And then there's also the ability to hire lower wage workers. And of course, what are they training them to do? They're, they're trying to, if you think about some of these franchise workers, well, they're ingraining habits, special behaviors. So leverage is massive and a good way to think about it for kind of a solopreneur 
or entrepreneur or really anybody is what can you create systems or rituals around? You got anything on that? No, I think that's such a good one. And that's really something that I'm uh, busy kind of trying to figure out right now for my business. And one of my favorite books, I'm sure you've read it, is the E-Myth Revisited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I re-listened to that. I re-listened to that book every single year, at least once a year. And so I just actually got done listening to that not too long ago. Uh, now going through and trying to really figure out the systems for my business so that I'm able to create that leverage. Gerber is a, he's a genius. He's an artist. Um, we've had a handful of lunches and, and I just have the utmost respect for him. He's said some very nice things about the habit factor. So, all right, let's move to tip number three. How are we doing on time? Sorry. I'm just kind of asking me, let's see. All right. Um, it sounds the same as leverage, but really it's different. It's delegation. And one of the great tips or thoughts around delegation is this idea that obviously it's a form of leverage, but if you go through, I think Brian Tracy preaches this, the A, B, C, D, E kind of process for your to-do list. Have you heard about that one, Nick? I I think I know what you're talking about. So it's just, you know, you have your to-do list and you go through it. You say, is this an A? Does this kind of have to happen today? Or is it a B? Could it be maybe tomorrow? Or is it a lower priority? Or is it a C, which is maybe next week, next month? And then, of course, you get to D, which is delegate. And E is eliminate. So, So identifying as you're planning what you can delegate is hugely uh, effective and, and helpful. You know, I don't code, but we have guys that we source for coding and we source designers and we source all sorts of people. And that gives you again, a leverage, but it's only, it's only, it can only happen through delegation. Obviously businesses scale when our many years ago, one of the great leaps our, our, uh, business took was when I got, out from under myself basically and, and started hiring people. So that's just huge. And, and, uh, it's a must when you're talking about productivity. It's not always easy to do though. That's for sure. Oh, it's you know, so hard. <laughs> yeah. You, you seem to think that, Oh, I can do this so much better. And I just want to hold on to everything and get it all done myself. But the, you ultimately can't do that. That's right. And you're you're, I mean, everybody's going through it, but I know you're going through it because you're going through some growing pains and you, you're focusing on what you do best, your core talents, and then you're outsourcing some other stuff, which I think is the right way to go. All right, moving on. Number five, we have milestones. So to enhance your productivity, what happens is, and I certainly know this from personal experience, you have a big goal and it seems like it's impossible. So there are two tips. It's really one tip. Cut it in half in quantity and cut it in half in time. So I don't know. You want to sell a million dollars in two years? How about a half a million in one year or a quarter, right, in half a year? If uh, you want to lose 50 pounds in a year, and, and it seems obvious, but what you're doing is you're bringing the goal closer you're making it more visually achievable. Does that make sense? It does. And when you do that, you begin to believe it's possible. So the only quick uh, anecdote 
that I have for this, and I came across it a little while ago in one of Tony Robbins' books. He was asked in his early days, he was like, you know, quote unquote, performance coach, and he got a contract, I believe it was with the Army. Have you heard this one? I haven't. Okay, so somehow he gets this contract and he makes this promise that he can create, you know, he can improve the uh, effectiveness, of, if you will, of the sharpshooters. He can make he can make average shooters much better. And yet he wasn't a shooter himself. So he shares that what he did was he interviewed the very best shooters, the, the top, you know, 1%. And they all began to kind of, well, there was a couple of things he did. First thing was he kind of dove into their mindset. What are they thinking about? right? What's their physiology? And then he realized there was a bit of a pattern. If I'm not screwing this up, I think the biggest thing was they all kind of drew the, um, the target closer. They made it bigger than it was in every case, all the best shooters in their mind, they were, the the target was larger and it was closer. And I think that's a great tip for us when we're trying to achieve our goals, small or large uh, throughout the day. I, I like that one. That's, that's, I think that that's a really great point. I also like the idea though, of even maybe blowing it up. So it's a little bit larger and closer, not, and maybe doing the same thing with your goals, like almost making it bigger than you think you can actually achieve. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. There's, there's a couple schools of thought there that the, the, the downside of that is it just depends on what your mindset is going in. There are a lot of people who have, a, if you have a hard time seeing that 26.2 mile marathon, it's not going to help me to say, I'm going to go run, you know, a 56 miler. Yeah. Right. Um, what is going to help me is if I know the 26 miles is going to happen next January, which still, let's say it scares the hell out of me, but I know kind of to myself, I'm going to plan to do a 13 mile training session in June, just Mm -hmm. kind of to me, I'm going to do that. And then it won't even be an event. It'll just be me testing. And then I'll be able to gauge how I, how I've done. And by the way, if I nail that in June, I'm going to feel real good about my chances for the 26th in uh, January. Yeah. So good stuff. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, though. That's great. What are we on now? Uh, si- number six. Number six. Find models and ask Google. It's crazy. Some guy posted this, <laughs> this thing on Facebook about an old business coach, and he was saying, don't ask Google. And my only response to that, just between you and me, and whoever's listening is the guy's high. Um, he's, he's very old and he doesn't know what he's talking about. You want to ask Google, you can cut the time in half very quickly, depending on how good your questions are. The sooner you ask Google, in fact, the sooner you're going to be on your way to some right answers. I'm not saying go with your first answer, but that's the beginning of the research, right? Find the models that work, and you can cut it in half and then you can cut it in half again. I mean, it's crazy how long people still take to just, uh, you know, ask a search engine. It doesn't have to be Google centric, but do it. What do you think of that? 
Yeah, well, no, I think that's a great point. I, and even just the, the models aspect almost goes back to that last story you were talking about with Tony. Like what he did was he talked to the best people, the best sharpshooters to figure out what their model was, what their mindset was. Uh, you know, that's really kind of where we want to do too. We want to learn from the best. Absolutely. No, brilliant uh, example. And, and I was joking, maybe somebody out there will do this, but they're <laughs> going to write a reverse, like a plug-in for Firefox or something. And, and it's basically your IQ, like the new IQ is inversely related to how long it takes you to Google your question. So if it takes you a few days your IQ is lower. If you realize it in the, in the first minute, your IQ is higher, right? I mean, I can't tell you the things, and I should have, I didn't know I was going to go down this rabbit hole, but I, I have a list of things last year. It was crazy how I didn't go straight to Google for the answer. So bad, bad on me, but that's what prompted that thought about the uh, plugin. All right, let's move to the next one. This is sweet. What number are we on? Number seven. Number seven, deadlines and launch. So deadlines, we talked about milestones and cutting it in half and distance and quantity. But the fact is you have to create deadlines because deadlines create pressure. And I've talked about this new book I'm writing. It's around pressure. But, but really, you need deadlines. And that's not because you can't miss them. It's because you commit to them and you do your best. And should you miss it? Look, NASA has, has missed a deadline. They don't just scrap the whole launch, right? So, so you do the best you can, but you got to set deadlines. 7.1, and this is maybe even better tip. I remember listening to a uh, Marine. This is like a commander general. And he was explaining that you're going to like this, Nick, that when they hit the beach, it's a go at 85% of plan. In other words, they don't sit around and wait until all the T's are crossed and the dies are, or the I's are dotted, right? They hit the beach at 85%. When they think they're 85% ready, it's, it's on. And the reason is when they hit the beach, <laughs> stuff is going sideways anyways, the plan is probably out the window and they're going to have to adapt and overcome. You know, there's a great quote I fell in love with many years ago. It's, it's the map is not the territory. So the reason I bring it up is in terms of productivity, productivity, we get so caught up in planning, planning, planning. I know some great planners and unfortunately they're stuck. They're still planning. So think about that. 85% ready, go in software. You know, they call this like what scrum development and minimum viable product where they releasing software well before it's quote unquote ready just to get feedback and then adapt. So there you go. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I love that one. I think I think it's so important because more than anything, I think people get paralyzed in the planning process, trying to get everything perfect. And like you said, generally, your plan is going to change anyways, at least somewhat. So it's better to actually get moving, get something out there to launch and then adjust. Beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, paralysis through over analysis and it's very common. And now we're well over our time frame. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's good stuff and we're going to keep moving. All right. Awesome. So eight, 
learn, learn. We can keep this one short. Listen to podcasts, <laughs> read yeah. books, go to networking events, change your social circle just so you can get other input perspectives and ideas. All right. That's it. Yeah. Moving on. Huh? Nine track. How many times have we talked about tracking? At least once an episode. <laughs> you bet. So I don't care. Uh, don't get me wrong when I say I don't care, but, you know, use the app. Don't use the app. Use a piece of paper. Use toilet paper. Just track. If you track it, it gets done. It also helps you develop the habit. Tracking is cannot be overemphasized. Um, and that means you add notes as well, right? So it's, it's tracking plus notes. You want to comment, you want to journal. And then 9.1 is slightly, this could probably go back around concentration. You're going to like this. Did you play football? I did. All yes. right. So wasn't there something called hell week? Yes, there was. What did hell week mean? Um, for us, it was two a days. Yep. There, you go. Uh, that's it. That's, I, that's what I was looking for. Perfect. So two a days and, and I don't know how this exactly relates to tracking, but I'll tell you this, when you want something done, go to two a days. And, and this is a tip for your book here, Nick. And I think you'll see it. So hit it early in the morning where anybody wakes up and then hit it late at night. Just try to get in two of those one hour sessions at least. If you can do longer, great. But two-a-days are a big-time help as you approach your deadline. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have to – I should definitely start doing that. So, yeah. Okay. So now we're on 10. Simple. It's this idea that you – in terms of tracking, we talked about you track. Remember the PAR methodology for developing habits. I think that was episode eight or something. Um, but 10 is reassess. Assess where you are, reassess your tracking, and, and then adjust. And 10.1 is just this. Be patient, be kind, accept, don't beat yourself up. I, I'm convinced that half the reason people just, I don't want to say quit, they stop, is they're so hard on themselves. They miss a deadline. And the funny thing is, quote, funny thing is they don't realize that they were the one that set the deadline. It's for their own, it's for their own personal goal and they miss it. And then they say, you know, I'm just a, a piece, you know, I, I can't do anything. There's no way I can do this. And then they get into this just avalanche of negative self-talk. So 10.1, this whole thing only works. These 10, 11 or 12 tips only work if you're kind, patient, accepting, and you don't kick the crap out of yourself. Just just set the pins back up, go at it again. You're getting better. It's that growth mindset we talked about a couple episodes back. So there you are, 10, 10.1, and I think all in all, we probably have like 13. So that was 10 in 10 minutes that turned into 13 and probably close to 30. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> uh, so... Any final thoughts you have? Uh, no, I just want to thank you for these excellent tips. So do you have any way you want to kind of close this off? Any last final words of wisdom? You know, I would like to, maybe you have some, some thoughts on this. I don't know if we, uh, to ask for questions from our, our beautiful and growing audience, whether they want to 
Twitter or tweet them with a hashtag or, or fill out a form. You, you can always email me. I think I've said it before, mg at thehabitfactor.com. And uh, we can work, start working in some questions. The, the way I'd like to close this is just with a tip. Um, we were talking about concentration and focus. And I get the feeling I mentioned this before, but I'm going to say it anyways because I use it quite a bit. There's a, an app slash program called Right Room that turns your entire screen black. And then you get the old green, basically a green screen with like, green cursor flashing and it's just absolutely awesome because excuse me the browser goes away you don't see any notification it's just a black screen and it's super old school with like a little dos prompt and and a great way to just as you said focus on something for 40 minutes or an hour so right room check it out it's a good little app. It's very inexpensive. And uh, I think if you just Google it, you'll find it. So there you go, bud. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Habits to Goals podcast. I'm so excited that you could be here with us as we explore the habit factor and how habits can actually change your life. We'd love to hear what your big takeaways were from the epi- this episode. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash podcast. You can find all the episodes, all the previous episodes and the show notes there, as well as all the resources that were mentioned in this episode of the podcast. I also really want to encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever podcast player you listen to because we are delivering a brand new episode to you each and every single Monday and I don't want you to miss a single one. So simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash iTunes and leave uh, and subscribe there. We'd also really encourage you if you enjoy these episodes, the best way to show your appreciation is to simply go leave a review on iTunes because that helps so many other people find the podcast and realize that this is the podcast for them that could really have an impact in their life, their business, and in just their happiness and wellness. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Remember to go out there and create habits that lead to your success. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.